to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Joining tonight, we got Equist. Hey guys, it's me. I here. Hi. And we got Devin. Hey everybody, how's it going? Uh, this week, Devin, you had us watch yet another foreign film. Yep, my last recommendation for movies on issue. No! <laughs> that yep. is that is not what that's that going to be. No. That is the truth. Devin, no. No, it's true. I just told you I need a break. One. Well... I mean, well. Nope, Webby hated it. So I didn't hate I, I'm it. Done. No, I'm I didn't done. hate it. I liked uh, no, it. No, I'm done. I'm I'm washing my hands. No, I liked it, it infinitely more times than the. Plot. If you want, to, all right, here I'll put it this way. If you want a recommendation for movies in SU, reach out to me on any of my social medias that I plug at the end of the show, and I will personally recommend movies to you. But I am no longer recommending movies. No, that is. That is not how this works. I all That's I said. Listen, you're taking it way too far. All nope. I said was I need a break from foreign films. That is all I you said. You did say that, but you've hated like my last like five movies I recommended. No, so I've done. literally just I'm hated done. the last I'm one. I'm done. I I hated the platform. I'm done. I didn't hate any of the. I liked the the Princess Mononoke one. Yeah, same. I'm I didn't mind so, this one either. The only thing I didn't like was the reading, and there wasn't that much of it. So. Yeah, hitting, hitting oddly, the oddly enough, there was quite a bit of English in there. I'm hitting the eject button. I'm no, ejecting you, myself. you can't. I'm I'm smacking the eject. I turn off the power. Your eject button does nothing, sir. I choke myself so, out of the seat. The, no, <laughs> damn it, Devin. Anyway, so we're gonna be talking a little bit about. I don't even remember the name of this movie. The night comes for us. <laughs> See, people? That's what I'm talking about. It was a good... If you want to watch a movie for fight scenes. Yes. That's it. And, it, and even though it's a movie about fight scenes, the night in The Night Comes for Us is not a man in silver armor that is carrying a weapon of some sort. It is talking about the darkness. What are you talking about, Rob? There were a lot of knights with machetes in this movie. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's not the way it's spelled. <laughs> that's fine. They all have machetes. Let's just say, let's just all agree that I opened up this movie with kind of a racist comment, <laughs> <laughs> and then it went into Rob let's just, talking let, about. Let's just open nightmares. it up with this: that both Rob and Webby disrespected this movie the entire time it was on. <laughs> Listen, they disrespected I... the movie the entire time it was on. And then I made up my mind that day to quit recommending movies. No, Devin, <laughs> I have given I've up. Liked, I've I'm liked allowed easily... to retire. No, because no, no, I'm not retiring from you. I'm retiring from this recommendation. No, you're that. not allowed to do that either. Because I have I legit am. liked probably ninety percent of the movies you've recommended. I'm out. No, 
your recommendations are far better than my recommendations. Ejecto I recommended <laughs> Life After Beth. Ejecto Cedo, cuz. Nope. Anyway. If you get that movie reference, five points. So, Rob, why don't you go ahead and, and start the conversation with why we should all fear waking up from a nightmare thinking that we're Chinese. <laughs> Listen, Inside you, know, you, can't, you can't say that you're racist to turn around on me. Yeah. I'm just saying. So, yeah, there was a running joke because there's a little Asian girl who watches her family get slaughtered, and then immediately this white chick wakes up. So I was like, oh, I had a terrible nightmare. I was Chinese. And then that carried through the entire movie every time someone woke up, even if they were uh, Asian, so... But I, uh, Wubbies was worse. <laughs> I'm just going to say. All right. Let's just run through the plot real quick. So we open up. We see uh, a massacre, like Rob mentioned, happening um, to a village. Uh, and pretty much everybody's dead um, at this point. There's like three or four people left alive, adults left alive. There is a girl a small girl that he mentioned, uh, she is on the beach, um, kind of waking up, so we gotta get her perspective for a minute. Uh, and she sees her parents being kind of wrangled up, along with a few other people, and, uh, they're made to run down this beach, and they they are getting shot at by the rest of these, of these uh, triad members. Um, as they're running away, they're all shot by these triad members. Her mom manages to get to her, but then she gets shot. And then we see the the presumed boss of these men kind of step out from behind them, um, who we find out is actually our main character. His name is Ito. He steps out. He takes one of the guns. He looks he looks down the sights, um, and then we hear a gunshot goes off, and it pans, it pans off. So we're kind of left to assume that he shot her. But then it cuts to the next scene. That's when the... Um, other lady wakes up. I forgot what her name was off the top of my head. Her name was... I can't remember it because she wasn't very important to the plot. She was very important. What are you talking Her name was, her name was White Lady. I'm no, sorry. Alma. Elena? What was her name? I have no I idea. Think, I'm pretty sure her name was Alma. It was she White Lady. Anything. She didn't hear no, anything. No, her dog. name was Shinta. Her okay. name was Shinta. Her name was Shinta. I'm sure. not mistaken. Let me see. Ah, uh, village. Car yeah. and hides Reina in his ex-girlfriend Shenta's apartment. Yeah, so he goes to his ex-girlfriend's house and he hides uh, his ex-girlfriend Shenta. He hides. He we he walks in. She kind of wakes up. She stumbles around her house. She hears something. She looks in her tub and there's this little girl in her tub. And then this is where we see Ito come in. He passes out on the floor because he's been shot. Um, and then his ex-girlfriend uh, performs surgery for reasons. She puts she puts gauze on it. She cures everything yep. with gauze. Bullet wound, gauze. Machete yep. of the neck, gauze. Band aids yep. and gauze. That's all that they need. <laughs> hey, I mean, but to be fair, though, like you you make jokes, but like if you're not a trained profession, no, and somebody's shot, I mean, and they can't, you can't go to the police. You're but, gonna put gauze on it. Like, the funny thing is, is that it works every time. They're yep. just like, ah, I'm super better. I'm that's the actual. That, that's the action movie clause. I don't have time to bleed. <laughs> No, nobody, nobody in an action movie 
feels any of their wounds unless they're A, about to die, or B, it's the final fight. Or C, it's setting up for something later. That's the only reason why. So, out. So, yeah. So, that happens. He wakes up. um, And then while she's there, she winds up calling some of his old partners. um, His name is is, uh, Fatih. She calls his old partner Fatih and uh, Bob, or Bobby. And they kind of come in, and he, uh, and Fatih, he brings his cousin, uh, Wisnu along, because basically, uh, he's betrayed the triad. We later find out that he is one of, like, the triad leaders, one of, like, the head, one of the heads of, like, the Southeast Asia, of the Southeast, the Southeast Asia triad. He's one of the head members, um, known as one of the six C's. So there's, he's one of the elite enforcers, that's what it is. He's one of the elite enforcers, so one of the most terrifying men in the triad. Um, and these people used to work under him before they were all triad when he was just, they just were like a, a normal, ordinary gang. These people worked under him. Um, and then he kind of brought them in at one point and yeah, well now he's betrayed the triad and did this and, uh, they want to send a message because, well, the excuse is they want to send the message. We find out later that there's other reasons why they really want these people dead. But, um, yeah, they they want to send a message. So they they want to kill her. So he's trying to protect her. And it basically becomes, the movie becomes a, um, like, protect the king movie. So that that's basically what it becomes. It becomes the girl is the mission. Protect, protect the panna cotta at all cost. <laughs> <laughs> Call back to two weeks, a week ago, two weeks ago, whatever the fuck it was. Um, protect the panicata at all costs, aka protect this girl at all costs um, um, against the triad. And uh, it it keeps escalating. It starts off with like a couple just, men coming indoors. I've just realized that both of those movies had to do with saying as the ultimate. <laughs> yes, ending. exactly. So also to give you an idea, this is made by um, this is made by Timo. Um, which I will say, I uh, may not know who Timo is, and that's fine. Um, he did do a segment on VHS two. He also did a segment on the ABCs of Death. Uh, I, I've been watching both of those movies um, for horror aspects. But besides that, uh, both of them are. Maybe we, one day we do an issue on those. I'm not sure. Probably not. I'm not recommending movies anymore. And for the League of um, Legends fans out there, Timo's like a little squirrel guy that shoots poison darts. There you go. Um, but the important thing is that this is his second or third movie working with kind of the co-bad guy in this movie, um, Eco, who, well, that's his real life name is Eco Wise, which if anybody's out there seeing the raid, he, he's the main character in the raid one and raid two. He's, he's the main guy in raid one, raid two. He's worked with, he's done three movies with him, I believe two or three movies with Tima. I know we just I know he's done headshot and he's done this. Headshot was good too, but it is what it is. Um Yeah. So it winds up where uh Ito's going to go get he wants to go get money and uh like passports so they can just like leave. 
So they go to he goes to a butcher shop and the other people stay behind to just kind of watch over the girl. Uh, he goes to the butcher shop and kind of all hell breaks loose because um, they recognize him and it's a triad ran uh, butcher shop. So they're like, you know, they try to kill him um, and then they really, really try to kill him. And then one guy gets killed by a slab of meat. <laughs> one guy gets shot in the leg like four times. Slab and of he meat still... guy was the best death, I think. And he's still talking shit. I don't understand that guy. Like that guy was shot in the foot, then had his like then had his leg blown off by a shotgun, and he's still talking shit. <laughs> like he has like his hand like in the like in the freezer, and he's, he's still just talking shit. And I'm like, why? Like just just stop. <laughs> like you clearly gone through enough. Just stop talking shit. Uh, you're wrong, by the way. The the best death was not the Slab of Meat guy. Funniest death was Slab of Meat guy. Best death by far was probably the guys with the with the who got killed with the fucking like femur. Because this is not something you see every day. Because uh, obviously in the butcher shop, you know, there's whoa, animal whoa, bones. Whoa, whoa. Hold on, did you say because around. it's not something you see every day? Do you see slabs of meat falling and crushing people's skulls every day? What kind of life you live in, Devin? <laughs> Devin's out here living his best life. Well, let's see. I just typed in man killed by slab of meat on on, on Google. And we have Philippine man or- crushed to death in meat grinder. Two men killed after being crushed by slabs of granite. Two workers killed by slabs of granite in Sterling Heights. That's that is actually granite. Kind of, that's, that's actually, like, that was last year. That was like 20 minutes from me. Yeah, that's granite, and that's a meat grinder. This was like a slab of beef, like the side of a cow, and it came off the hook and just fell on this guy's head and just popped it like a grape. Well, he was already mostly dead. He had his throat cut. He was already dead prior to that. It was just overkill at that point. Yeah. So anyway, femur death, man. Yeah, the femur death guys. I mean, you know, first it was what? It was a... What type of saw was that? Uh, what kind of saw was that? The bone saw? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it was a bone saw. He was trying to kill with the bone saw, so then he kind of used the bone to defend against the bone saw, which is kind of funny. Um, he used the bone to defend against the bone saw. Then the bone saw kind of got, like... It didn't get. It got. It was getting cut. Didn't get cut in half. He he deflected that into the, the bone saw and the one dude's leg, who was trying to hold him down. Um... That guy didn't end well, and then he stabbed both of them with the, uh, what you call it, stabbed both of them with the bone. And then while that was going on, we had the, one of the crazier fight scenes, um, happening back at the apartment with Bobby. Oh yeah, everybody PCP else. Bob. Uh, PCP Bob. We love you, Bob. Yeah. So basically, the triad they sent like, seemingly eight billion people. To come and storm this apartment complex, and Bob's like a a big dude, like a big dude looks very disheveled, um, and walks with a limp. So he's because I think he I think he has a fake leg. I'm pretty sure he has a fake leg. Um, yeah. So he's going to get the other girl to safety, the ex girlfriend to safety, um, and then he sees the shit about to hit the fan, so he kind of like writes her off. Um, yeah. and like throws well, her out he, the elevator yeah. and just kind of acts like she's his, like she was like his side girlfriend. piece and he was getting yeah. rid of her. 
you need to go. And then he goes back up with the triad in the elevator. Like, yeah, hey, and guys. Like, like the door's closed. He kind of looks at both of them, kind of has this, like, just, like, demented smile on his face. And he just pulls out a switchblade. Um, and then the door's open back on the floor, and he, he, they're both dead, and there's just blood everywhere. He's just like, all right. Um, and then he sees he sees these guys with guns breaking into the, the apartment, and then he it kind of cuts back to the apartment where you know they break in. And then Bobby busts in, and he starts making a scene, saying he saying he's white boy Bobby, and they should shoot him. Um, so you know, like every good, every truly good villain, they they do. I never understand people in movies who like when somebody's yelling like shoot me, like go ahead and shoot me. Why they just don't shoot him? Yeah. Like for one, like for once, I just want to see that happen in the movie. The guy's like, he's like acting up, trying to be tough. He's like, just shoot me. I don't care. And the, and the guy just shoots him. He's like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but at the end, when the ba- bad guy basically puts his head against Ito's gun, I'm like, why not just pull the trigger right? Yeah, there? pretty much. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, for once, I just want to see that. Like when the guy mm-hmm. is just like, just kill me. He's just like, all right, I mean, fuck it. All right. <laughs> Faster anyway, just shoots him. But anyway, point being is so, so Bobby busts in saying he's white boy Bob. They light Bobby up, and then I was very sad at first because I was like Bobby no. But then we find out that Bobby had a uh, well, Bobby getting shot and uh, revigorated the crew. Um, and then my man Fahi he grabbed a machete and started hacking at people's. Um, and then they all start hacking. Everybody started fighting in the room and then we see Bobby get back up and he grabbed a metal wet floor sign yeah. and had that as a had that as a, a chest protector when he got shot. So he starts beating people. He starts beating this guy with a fucking metal wet floor sign. <laughs> he like bashes he bashes his brains in to like paste with this sign. Obviously Bobby has P, has has PTSD. He may or may not also be on PCP. Yeah. Um who knows? He's got the whole alphabet. That's just yeah. alphabet Bobby. That's what we're mm-hmm. called. <laughs> yeah. So I will say I that, really enjoyed the the death where Bobby essentially stabbed the guy with the broken glass from the broken window, and then just shoved him out up and out. <laughs> that that was very Bobby esque. I feel. I agree. I agree. <laughs> it was so. Uh, after that, that's like the first wave. They kind of get everything together. They Bobby goes to go close the door, and then people keep. And then this guy tries to break in, um, and then him and Bobby have like a like machete whack a mole match, where Bobby's trying to like hit him, and the guy has a machete, so he keeps swinging at Bobby. Then Bobby has to like duck behind the door, um, and yeah, eventually Bobby does win, but then like a hundred people rush the door. Um, and it's not looking great. And then Fahi sees that. He tries to help out. And then they all kick the door down. Well, they kick the door open. And they both hit the ground. And then basically, like, just like insane fight scene of, like, it's literally, like, 2 on 20 inches. Um, with people with axes and machetes running into the room trying to kill people. Uh, and Bobby is putting in work. I will say... You are you're not wrong. There's there was a lot of people in this apartment when this fight scene's happening, and it is it is like essentially two on twenty, but one v one at a time. <laughs> like well, because <coughs> that's the way that these these action films seemingly happen all the time. I do understand, although to a degree, I do understand 
it's in, in a weird way i kind of write it off in like uh i kind of write it off more in foreign films and like in like asian films because usually you know they it's about honor so usually they'll let you have your one-on-one mm-hmm. like even like like even the guys um in the at you know at the next scene there when the other guys are fighting and the one chick's fighting with them and it's one-on-one when the other guys try to step in like the other guys behind her have guns and when the other guys try to step in they raise their guns just like no no you back off you back off like we're not gonna shoot you but you're gonna let this happen (laughs) yeah so i mean like i write it off a little bit more with that and even then there were some scenes where it was like it it was like five people trying to hit him at the same time like when he grabbed a table (laughs) and start like defending himself with the like with the table keeping him out of arm's reach (laughs) Which, I mean, they still could have went low. They really could have just went low and, was, and just got him in the leg. But, I mean, I digress from that point. There were a lot of, like, not a lot, but there were a couple of scenes that were kind of questionable um, in terms of, like, why they didn't just do this. Like, in the one scene coming up on the other side, back at the meat shop, when they opened fire and he's hiding behind an open desk. Yeah, uh, that was insane. Him. Because you could look from their perspective and see him under the desk. It was like the old school, well, yeah, like that, teachers' desks with like the big yeah. It was like yeah. Front. It was a desk with a cutout. Um, but I mean, also too, with the same hand, like you had the scene where uh, where uh, Fahi grabbed the table with the guy with the machete. Like he had the table like covering his upper body, but he was crouched down. Right. But I mean, you could see his legs, like just machete him in the leg. He's going to drop the table. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so there are a couple scenes like that, but I mean, that happens. You if you really wanted to like nitpick, you know, any movie that fair you you could like you know. Most movies like that you can nitpick. I will say the action scenes were very fast and enjoyable to watch. Yeah, they were fast, enjoyable, and the things I like about it is they didn't fall into the same, um, like, not tropes. They didn't fall into the same issues I have with other, like, fast action movies in scenes like that, where you have those scenes like that, but they, they're they full, they're so full of cuts Yeah, that it it's, it's like, pointless. Like, I look at uh, Taken. I think Taken 2 did it, where, like, Almost every fight scene in Take It Two is like five or six cuts, yeah. like for like two punches. It's like, like why are there so many cuts? Just let it happen. So, yeah, I mean, but that's also too like the you, I mean, this is a martial arts movie for the most part. I mean, it's just a little bit different. But yeah, I mean, it's very raid esque. It's a very raid esque movie. If you've seen the raid, you kind of you can you in seen and like the raid, you will like this. It's very raid esque movie. So anyway, this fight's breaking out. Chaos is happening. Everybody gets hurt. Um, like the cousin, he gets stabbed in the gut because he opens fire and like he went to the stormtrooper school of aiming. Um, he opened fire and missed every goddamn shot with an Uzi. Um, so then the two guys that ran in the room with the machetes, they just run. Well, one, just, one, I think he hit one in the leg, um, and the other one just ran him and stabbed him in the gut. But he manages to fight him off. So he fights him off. He's hurt. I think Fahi gets cut a couple times. He's hurt. Bobby gets stabbed, but they pull through. Uh, they're definitely worse for the wear, but they pull through. Um, that's when Fahi sends the girl, uh, his cousin and the little girl. He sends them downstairs, and then that's when the other that's when the other chick comes in. The one I, I believe she's one of the other C's. She comes in. One of the other like uh, triad leaders. One of the other Trident Enforcers, she comes in, and yeah. 
I think it's during it's during it's during this where we see like the main the main guy, the main um uh, like presumably the leader of the triad calls calls another guy and calls in him his help. Um, where we see. Yeah, like essentially Ito's best friend from when they were yeah, together. Yeah, 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 yep. Um, I think his name is Arian, Orion. Yeah, it's that sounds right. A R I N. It's one of the two. I don't know how you say it though. It's it's Arian or like Orion. They call him, um, and he's like, "Hey, you know, uh, I need your help for this. You, you need to come over here now and help help out. You know, uh, and basically alludes like, if you help, I, you know, you could have a spot in the six C's. Um, so he's just like. I mean, he works with him. He's like, okay, like you know, he does his shit. He comes over, and at first he, at first he, you know, at first he's like excited about it, but then he's kind of like in the car. I don't think he's excited, but he's like okay with it. And then he like gets in the car. He's there at the car. He's outside of the apartment complex while it's going down, and he looks conflicted. Then we cut back to the cousin and the little girl. They have a run in with um, I'm just gonna call her the chick with the bob. I can't think of her name. I don't know what her name is. I don't really care. She was kind of a bitch. Um, what was her name? What was her name? I don't remember what her name was. Anyway, the Wire Woman. Yeah, Wire Woman. There you go. She 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 this was, this this wire. This is after the unnecessary hand licking. Yes. It was weird. all necessary hand licking. All necessary hand. All hand licking is necessary. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah. So, out in the hallway, running to her. She's there. Um, the cousin tries. He he really tries. Um, it was not enough. <laughs> uh, she winds up wrap first. She wraps like her the wire around his his hand and like basically shreds his hand almost to the point of like cutting it off. Um, and then he while he's freaking out, she like he he tries to fight again and she just kind of wraps around his throat and. She doesn't behead him, but it's presumed to be fairly close to that. Like, he, he clearly is dead. He clearly dies. But, yeah, it's it's not behead, but it, it damn near might as well be. Yeah, it definitely um, went through the jugular. <clears throat> yeah, I, if anything, if it... Because she used, like, a, oh, it was essentially piano wire with, like, a weight, a weighted ball on the end. Yeah, if it was, um... If anything was attached to his head was still attached, it was just his it was just his spine was holding his neck together. Yeah. <laughs> like that was probably it. So he goes down, um, then Fahi comes down and sees his cousin dead and has like a minor like breakdown and I'm like, dude, this is really not the time. Because right before this we saw Bob die. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Bob fight Bob fights the other girl and he's like, Hey, you know, I'm going we're gonna have to end this here. I'm like, don't do it, Bob. Don't do it. Kind of upset though that Bob told him to go, and he didn't go. So he, Bob kind of died. I mean, Bob died for nothing, but he could have got at least a good couple second head start right. if he left when Bob told him to leave. Yeah. Maybe his cousin still would have been alive. He, him, and the cousin could have fought together, and right. him and his cousin could have survived if he, if he left when Bob told him to leave. Basically, what I'm saying is Bob's MVP. True, um, true statement. Bob's MVP. Bob's great. We love Bob. All right, so yeah, Bob dies. He really tries. He probably could have. I'm not saying he could have got her, but he definitely would have got some damage done. But she had a second knife, 
and then she just stabbed him right in the right in the temple. Yeah. Um, which I mean, you know, there's not a lot you can do with that. <laughs> it's not a lot you can do getting a fucking punch dagger in the temple. It's kind of just uh, all right, well, GG. So, but Bob did is, good. This is where the airy the airy guy came in or whatever. Yeah. Orion, Arian, Arian. I'm gonna call him Orion. Orion. Yeah, that's where he comes in because it looks like uh, Fahi is like he's breaking down. It looks like, or uh, is it Fahi or I think it's Fatih. Anyway, whatever. Fatih. I'm gonna call him Fatih. So Fatih, that's when he starts. Uh, like he's breaking down. Um, she's about to kill him, and then literally, um, Orion walks in. He looks. He's just like. He, he takes off his jacket, throws over her face, and just kicks her through a door. I'm like, well, yep. all right. Knocks her out. <laughs> I'm like, it, apparently it was that easy, folks. <laughs> like, they have a they have a couple of exchanges of words. He just kind of, like, casually takes off his jacket, throws over her head, punches her in the face a couple times, and kicks her through a door. I'm like, well, all right, it's that easy. <laughs> yep. And then they go down to the parking garage, and this is where Fatih or whatever, like, shoots at him. Yeah, well, we think he shot him because we find out that it's like we find out that he was the one that kind of ratted them out because he didn't they didn't know where he, where, where where he lived right. or they lived. Um, so he kind of ratted him out because that was that was uh, Fati's apartment that they were at. So, yeah, that was you know the the implication is that they nobody knew where he lived except for him. So they you know he ratted them out. So instead of killing him, he shoots next to him. But we, we, we at the time we think he kills him, and then him and the girl try to leave. They get in the car. Uh, a lot of shenanigans happen. The that BMW goes from like gently used to like totaled real quick. And then, uh, oh, the uh, little girl stabs some dude. Some guy tries to like jump in the back window and grab her, and she just pulls she out a little knife and stab stabs him. him. She goes like Chucky on him. Well, yeah, I mean, well, she every, stabs him like fair, fifty times. To be fair, to be fair, to quote my mom when we when we watched this the other day, she she looked at me and she's like, "I like these people. They know how to stab people. You don't just stab people one time and drop a knife and run. You yeah. stab them until they're dead." <laughs> and she did it with Uncle Bobby's knife. She did. She stabbed him like three times in the neck until he dropped, until he let go and fell off the car, and then uh, and then Fati rolled over. <laughs> and can I just say, to try to resell this BMW that they're driving, the holes make it more aerodynamic, Devin. It does. You're right. Um, I don't know how <laughs> like, the broken door works exactly. I don't know if it's street Listen, legal anymore. Don't think of it as a broken door. Think of it as easy access. <laughs> I kind of want to see like an infomercial with Eddie now. He's trying to sell like a crack house. He's like, he like opens the door, like the door just falls off the hinges. Like, look at that. Boom. Open concept. God damn it. The front lawn just flows right into your living room. It's perfect. Slight heat damage. It's just an inferno. Slight heat damage. You have like, look. We we took we took the courtesy of breaking out your windows so your neighbors with your neighbor kid your neighbor's kid playing with baseballs doesn't do it for you. Look at that forward thinking. Some people say these are crack needles on the floor. Theft deterrent. <laughs> One thief's gonna walk in, step on a needle, he's gonna leave. And if he doesn't, 
probably gonna get, probably gonna get tetanus. It's fine. Don't worry about it. There you go. Every Boom. every thief's weakness, tetanus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the ultimate fair, thief deterrent, tetanus. It, if they haven't got a tetanus shot, they have to go to the hospital, but they're going to be like, I can't go to the hospital because they're going to ask how I got this. And then it's going to be like, they're just going to slowly die of tetanus. It's fine. It works. <laughs> or like hepatitis B or some shit. Like, it's going to happen. Dead hooker in the back room? I mean, who can't find a use for a dead hooker? Fertilizer. Just you cut pieces off of her and fucking grow... A fucking thing of cabbages in the back. Fuck. <laughs> Grow some cabbages. But yeah, anyway, back to the movie. So, yeah. So, uh... Well, after that whole ordeal, the car is barely not really drivable. He sees... Fatih sees the writing on the wall, and he's like, yeah, I'm not making it out of this. So he looks at the girl, he's like, hey, look, I need you to do something for me. Basically tells her to go hide. Um, and then, uh... He turns on the radio and slowly drives this car around the corner as it's like clunking and falling apart. Um, yeah, I was I was curious as to why he didn't floor it, and then you brought up a good point while we were watching that scene: is that car got shot to shit, and it probably that's probably about as fast as it was gonna go. <laughs> so yeah, it really did. It was just like, yeah, that, that was probably the best it had. So then you know, this he car out barely moves. It's economically friendly. <laughs> <laughs> It is eco-friendly. This car barely moves. You will never get another speeding ticket as long as you own this car. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, he, like, he loads his gun. He kind of, like, you know, the the front window's already gone at this point. Um, so, he kind of loads his gun. He kind of has, like, his, you know, he has, like, his last moment. Listen to his music. And uh, starts driving the car. Very slowly. <laughs> Um, it starts shooting at some of these people, and they kind of just Swiss cheese my guy. Unfortunately, but they kind of just Swiss cheese him. Um, so he dies in the car, and then shortly after that, you know, they're looking for the girl, and then we see like a laser sight out of the smoke, and then somebody starts shooting. Webby was really hoping it was a little girl. I was too. Like maybe she like had a maybe she took some time. She went to go train with Leon the assassin, and then came back. Great movie, by the way. Well, if you hey, seen that. first off, you are correct. The Professional was a fantastic movie. Second, the little girl was already a master with the switchblade. Who's to say that she couldn't find a gun on the on one of the dead body, one of the several dead bodies in that building at this point, mm-hmm. and just decided, hey, I know that it's this end is the bad end, so just point and pull the trigger, and she just becomes a sniper. She's a natural. She's just a pure natural. Can I just say that every, that the real MVPs in this movie is all his neighbors? Nobody came out the fucking house. They were they were just like, we know what the fuck's up. Yeah. We're staying in. We're not well, going anywhere. <laughs> people mind their own business. They know what's up. They know what's up. MVPs are the neighbors. Sweetie, we're out of sugar. Definitely not now. <laughs> just wait. Give it a good 15 minutes. And then we'll go ask kinda, one of the survivors. I kind of wish we had a scene like when Bobby threw that guy out the window. I kind of want a scene where like there's like a, like an extended cut where there's like some like one of the neighbors walking back into the house and he's like on the cell phone with his wife and she's like, "Oh, I forgot milk." He's like, "I'm already back. I'm not going back to the store." And then the dead body just falls in front. He's like, "All right, I'll be right back." Yep. <laughs> he just turns around. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. That's the scene I want. That that's the movie I want. Um, but anyway. But see, no, he says it all annoyed like. Fine, I'll go back out, even though there's a body. And then he looks at it and is like, 
Honey, I think your sister's here. You should come out and greet her. He says that and then just gets on the phone and like calls an insurance company. Like, yeah, I like to open a policy. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks off. Like, God damn, that's just got dark. It's got dark. <laughs> anyway. Um but yeah. So you know, uh Red Dot site goes off. We start, you know, people getting shot, bad guys getting shot. We're like, who the hell's doing it? At this point, Ito has been captured, and he's in the back of a police car. He's trying to break out of this police car. He does so very well in a very interesting fight scene. Probably one of the best kills in the movie is when he tases a guy with an assault rifle and then causes that guy to shoot his his friend in the face. Um, that was good. That was a good kill. Oh yeah, that was that's probably my one of my favorites right there. The taser assault rifle guy. Yeah, and then he pulls a pin on on like a dude's grenade and like kicks him in the back wall, which I will argue and say like I I, I get like you know grenades if covered on both sides will usually just blow like they won't the wave won't travel very far, but I mean yeah I feel like it should have did more damage than it did. Uh huh. But I will write that off for the I will write it off for the sake of cool. Yep. Um. Basically, he he detonates a hand grenade. And like shoves the guy against the wall of the driver, of the drivers in the back of this police van. I get like police vans are like somewhat reinforced, but that's all the more reason why I feel like that would have probably killed him too. <laughs> but because uh, I feel like that blast radius should have should have should have killed him too. But anyway, that happens. It blows up. Actually, doesn't really even blow up like the like doesn't really blow up the front car of either just kills the guy in the back and like fucks with the guys up front and they crash and flip and they flip the car um which is which was fun and then people get out and start looking like oh my god what's going on then like okay everyone out there who's just standing outside their car looking real stupid people police car police van you see you're an explosion go off in a police van and the shit flips over and the back opens up and a guy crawls out covered in blood I'm not standing there with my door open to my car. I'm getting in my car and I'm leaving. <laughs> so a guy stands there. No, and you, you attempt to proceed. Vigilante to justice just run the guy over. No, you attempt to proceed in Kung Fu justice on him. You proceed with yes. the Kung Fu. Yes, you, you beat you him hope. with your groceries. You beat him with your groceries and hope he doesn't get back up. There. That's right. You beat him with, like, day-old cabbage. Just start wailing on him with cabbage and hope he doesn't get back up. That's what I kind of want. Like, I, I kind of want, like, in like in place like New York. I feel like there's only work in New York. Like, a place in, like, New York where, like, some, like, a purse snatcher, like, tries to, like, tries to like, get away with something, like, crash and it falls on the ground. You just pick up something and throw it at him, and all the bystanders start throwing shit at the guy. He's just getting pummeled with, like, random assortment of vegetables and shit. And then it goes viral. That's what we need in our last guest. God, I am soulless right now. Anyway, point being. So that happens. He winds up stealing somebody's car. He starts driving back to the hotel. The hotel to the uh, apartment like a madman. Trying to get to his friends. Then we cut back. We find out it was another chick who... Uh, is only known as the operator. So she uh, she comes back. They thought it was his ex girlfriend. I, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is. I'm pretty sure that's not her. 
They look similar, but I'm pretty sure it's not her. They thought it was her. I'm like, I don't think so. We looked it up. It wasn't her. So, she comes back. Well, this chick comes in, saves saves the girl, winds up taking the girl, winds up taking the girl with her um, to safety. And, yeah, kind of to safety. I mean, she has the girl, then he shows back up, realizes all his friends are dead, then she gives him shit about all his friends being dead. No, actually, I'm misremembering. She doesn't take the girl. She's just there. She's there. And then she saves the she she kills them and leaves. Looks at uh, what's his name and then leaves. Then he shows back up, realizes all his friends are dead. He finds the girl, takes the girl with him, starts booby trapping the house. And then later that night, girl breaks in and kicks his ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I think it's safe to say she kicked the most ass in this movie. Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, she pretty much did all that and and only lost a finger. <clears throat> Which may have been may may could have been saved. She kind of voluntarily lost her finger. Yeah, she kind of just ripped it off on her own. Yeah, like it was cut, like it was it, it was cut pretty deep. But she kind of just took her finger and like flicked it off. And I was like, okay, you probably could have just like not did that. Like I got you, especially since you killed the girl anyway. Like <laughs> like there wasn't much of a fight after that point. Like you killed the girl anyway, and then she she probably had one of the best kills in the show. In the movie, like she stabbed the girl in the arm and like split her arm down her arm with her knife, which is fucked up. And then stabbed in the throat and kicked her down the stairs. That was pretty fun. Oh, by the way, this, this movie's pretty gory at times. Just throwing that out there. That would be really funny. Or no, maybe she did. Maybe she maybe she has robot finger. Maybe she maybe she got like a robot finger. She she's not a robot finger. <laughs> That's the sequel, Robot Finger. It's gonna be just about her. Um <laughs> anyway, so that happens. I'm gonna so she So the operator shows up. When she show when she shows up, she winds up beating him up. That happens. She winds up beating him up. Um, then they wind up talking it out. And she basically tells him that she has a mission, and her mission is to kill all the six C's. Including want anyone six C. Yep. Yourself. Oh my god. Kill me now. Just <laughs> add me to her list. Um, she went, her mission is to kill all the six C's, including Ito, Chinwu, and their boss. Um... So Ito says he will kill uh, Chin Wu, who I believe is the main bad guy in here. Let me see. Let me let me look at this guy, Mr. Sonny Pang. Yeah. So that's like the main bad guy. Um, uh, Chin Wu is like the main boss. So. So that happens. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the hippie Asian guy. Let me just double check that, but I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he is. There is another boss out there, but we don't. I don't think we've seen him. I don't think we see him, but I mean, yeah, he's mentioned. But because um, Chin Wu is not, he's one of the. If I'm not mistaken, he's one of the uh, six C's. He's not necessarily 
like the boss, but he is kind of the boss, at least in this movie. There's a boss out there though. But yeah, so he shows up. Uh, she shows up. She her mission is to kill all them. So then he's like, "Yo, look, you you protect the girl. I'll deal with I'll deal with them. I'll basically I'll do your mission for you." And then she's like, basically like, "What about you?" And he's like, "If you do this for me, your mission, you know, I'll let you complete your mission." Basically, he's like, "If you protect the girl, once this is all said and done, you can kill me. I don't really care." That's what he. That's what basically what happened. So. That's when uh, she agrees. She agrees. Uh, then, kind of speeding this along now a little bit. She agrees. She gets attacked uh, by random henchmen. Random henchmen die terribly. They get shot up and blown up because she just has she has explosives, and she ain't fucking around. While that's happening, Ito goes to the warehouse which was their old hideout like when he before he joined the triad where they all kind of met as friends we get a brief flashback of like all of them together and yeah he gets there and he just starts whipping ass yeah this is where rob's favorite death comes in with the pool oh yes the ball bag he just beat him with the ball bag one of my one of my favorite not you're talking about death in this scene one of my favorite parts of the scene uh, is by far when the guy with the baseball bat like smacks his own guy in the face, and I was like, "Oof!" <gasps> and there's one scene in this movie that hurts physically more than any other scene in this movie. And me and Webby watching this both like yeah, visually on, and on verbally last, was like, "On the last fight, oh <laughs> yeah." Um, and literally, it's just a scene where like full full force is like back to back, like one full force guy punches an eye beam. And I'm like, ooh, I felt that. That hurts. Then the next scene, full force guy just kicks an eye beam with his shin, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> Hands down, the hard, hardest thing to watch was that one part. And I'm just sitting yeah, there, I'm like, that guy's leg is broken. There's no way that fucking guy's <laughs> leg is not broken. And he like, just sits there and shakes it a few times, and then he's back to normal. Well, like he's wa- like he's walking, like. I will say this, like when we talk about the when we talk about the final fight, I was I I, I mentioned it to Webby in the final fight, and he he agreed to me by the end of it. He's I'm like, there's no winners in this fight. Nope. Like it, there's just a there's a survivor. There's no winner in this fight. Like they fuck each other up so bad in that fight. Like there's no winner in this fight. Um. Uh, but anyway. while I, also, while I thought beating people with the ball sacks was hilarious, my favorite death is actually the the air conditioner. That one's pretty funny. Which, which Webby calls BS because during the fight scene between the operator and Ito, Ito kicked it and it didn't budge, uh, but she kicked it. But to be fair, I mean, using logic, she she is stronger than Ito. <laughs> using logic, she she did she did whip Ito's ass. She RKO'd him through. Not make him, that does not make her stronger. She that whipped just Ito's makes ass. her more skilled. Nope. She, she she gave went, it like this she, little tiny sidekick. She went she went super saiyan man, and he gave she it like this saiyan. full force she, kick. She she was able to much. harness the power of her key better Listen, than he was. No, that's not. yes. <laughs> she R, she RKO'd him through through a sink. That man has that that's man has true, lost all respect. True statement. <laughs> yes, you you are correct there. There was an RKO. <laughs> that man has. That man has no more self-respect for himself. He got RKO through a, through a sink. 
And then she just got up and left him there. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was the worst part about it. Like, it wasn't even like she RKO'd him through the sink. It was like, no, 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 no. She RKO'd him through a sink, got, walked, like, got up and just walked out of the room, picked up a gun, and then threatened to shoot him in the face. And I was like, yo, all right, I'm, I'm with you. But yeah. So, back to that. So we have the uh, scene breakout in the warehouse. They're fighting. A lot of fights happen in the warehouse, different things. Uh, basically, he kills like 30 people um, in a suit of armor or in, like an undersuit of armor made out of a phone book. So, if you're ever, so, as uh, you knowledge of, of the day, if you're ever going out to a knife fight, bring a phone book and duct tape. Specifically, if you're going into a knife fight. If you're not going into a knife fight, it's not going to help you. If you're going into, like, a, a gunfight, bring a metal wet floor sign and hope they shoot you center mass. Um, if you're going to a knife fight, a couple phone books and some duct tape would do you well. The SU lawyers strongly suggest that you did not know there was going to be a knife fight there, correct? Yes, yes, yes. You showed up. You showed up. <laughs> you you came in. You you're always prepared. If they ask you, you're you're a disaster prepare. You're a disaster prepper, and you are always prepared for a knife fight. You were not expecting to find a knife fight. You didn't knowingly go to a knife fight, but in your world, every situation is a knife fight, so it's okay. That's how that's how you do it. You treat every situation like it's a knife fight. Like when you get up, when you if you gotta drop your you're dropping your kid off at daycare, you're pleasantly surprised there wasn't a knife fight. That's how that's how you live your life. Always expect a knife fight at all times. There you go. Now I just imagine like daycare kids. Life advice with Devin mid mid SU. Yes, yes. <laughs> Constantly, always expecting I fight. Um, always. And if you're really, good, I kind of wish. I kind of wish. I kind of wish like we had more like had more like fists and knife fights. Well, if you're if you're really good, you can be like uh, the Punisher movie where he's on the bridge against that musician guy. And, He's like, he brought a knife to a gunfight, and he presses it, and it shoots the knife out into the guy's neck. Yeah. yeah. One of those, like, ballistic nests? Those are nests. Yeah. But no, like, specifically speaking, I'm just like, I wish we had, like, less gunfights. Like, less gunfights. Like, you know, let's go out there. Let's let's, have, let's bring back the knife fight. Let's, let's bring back the, like, the baseball bat. Yeah, like, yeah, like, let's let's bring back that back. Like, let's bring that back. So you have a you have a disagreement with someone. Muggings. You have a disagreement with someone. Like pull out a a, a cudgel. <laughs> yeah, let's bring back the cudgel. Let's we're gonna start we're gonna start a petition. Okay, to bring, bring back, back the cudgel. cudgel. Start cudgeling people. Oh my god, god damn it! Bring back bring back the two dollars and twenty five cents in quarters in the sock. Let's just bring oh that back. Oh my god. <laughs> well. The SU lawyers, uh, we listen. I don't even know. Just close your mouth. Just everybody, just plead the fifth. Okay. Let's bring that back. So next time you want to go rob somebody, don't do it with a gun. Just you know, fill a sock with some loose change and go to town. You know, all right. The the views of Devin. Do but not, bring do, two. Do not directly reflect no, no. the views of distractions media as a whole. Bring two. 
But bring two. Be be a gentleman. Be I a gentleman. Agree, at least bring two. Oh, so you're gonna duel? be a gentleman. Bring two socks. Coin sock duels. Is that what we're getting? Yes, into? exactly. Oh my like, god. Say, look, I'm I'm gonna rob you. You gotta I'm have giving the leather you a chance to protect your Challenge him by slapping him yes. in the face. Yes. You just tell them, the like, you slap him in the face and say, look, I'm gonna rob you, and then you throw the uh, you throw the sock down and be like, I'm giving you a chance for a fair fight, and then basically whoever wins the duel. If you, if you lose, you get robbed. If you win, you get if you win, you get to rob the other person. There we go. Boom. And even if he doesn't have anything on him, he now is the proud owner of a sock with two dollars and twenty five cents and change. So therefore, make sure make sure you also to coming soon to a to a web store near you. Pick up your uh, your reinforced simply unprofessional socks. Um, they have a reinforced toe. I want this to be a thing now. <laughs> they have a reinforced toe. <laughs> uh, all right. Hold on. How much does it cost to get like custom socks? Custom socks. And can we sell socks singular? Let's see. Custom socks for resale. Boom. Let's see. It's all good. All right, no, I don't want like a knit sock. All right, you need a good like knee high sock for this. I mean, you could have, I mean, you could probably do a crew sock, but I think a good knee high is what you need. You need a good, nice knee high sock. Let you get a nice like knot in the bottom there. Get a good distance on you. All right, all right. It's not too bad. It's like two, like like two twenty a pair. It's not too bad. All right. So I'm gonna keep looking at these custom socks, but. There may be simply unprofessional socks coming soon. Maybe. They're going to be for comfort and for self-defense. Like, somebody's trying to mug you, you just take your shoe off and pull your sock off. Start whipping it around, like, let's do this. I'm ready to go. Can we sell weighted socks for, like, personal training? Like, you could, like, have weighted socks at all times, but you also they also can be used for self-defense. Yo, this is a beautiful idea. Anyway, anyway, uh, my new petition is everyone learns the shillelagh cantrip, and we all just carry sticks. Fair? Okay. Webby, get on that. All right. So back in this fight, he he's fighting in the warehouse, killing people with pool balls. Probably one of the more brutal scenes um, in the movie in terms of just, like, just how many people this man kills in a very short period of time in various ways. Uh, then we have the operator and the other two girls. The one girl that killed Bobby and the... Um, one of the other sees the girl that killed Bobby and the other... The other chick with the wire. They come to kill the girl, and she kind of kills both, like, she fucks both of them up, like, she's holding her own very well against both of them, in fact, she's overwhelming both of them by herself, again, I still think she's the best fighter in the movie, um, she's overwhelming both of them pretty easily, um, she only gets into a little bit of trouble when, uh, the chick pulls out her wire, and then starts using her wire, but then she has a knife that she pulls out, and starts using her knife, so then it becomes wire and knife knife versus knife. 
So we have Wire Knife Knife versus Knife, um, and she's doing pretty good. Uh, she winds up, like we mentioned, like Rob mentioned his favorite kill, she winds up um, wrapping the wire around the chick's neck and then attaching it to a, uh air conditioner and kicking the air conditioner out the window and basically chokes her out using her own wire. And then the other chick, they get into a, a knife fight and uh, she loses a finger and the other girl loses her inner intestines. So the operator wins completely. And during this time, we have the final fight between Shan and, and Arian. And, it, and it's by far the most brutal fight in the in the movie. Like, there, there's just so much stuff that they do to each other in this. Like, it's just not good. Like, uh, Ito gets stabbed with a fucking box cutter through the cheek. Um, they both at one point hit appendages on an eye beam. Uh, what's some other stuff that happens, Rob? Do you remember off the top of your head? Um, like one uh, guy gets slammed in the tax. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff with the like the industrial stuff. Yep. Yep. Uh, Ito gets stabbed with a screwdriver. Then Ito stabs Orion with a fucking with a piece of wood. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I made the joke of like, oh, he's hitting people with his ball sack before, and now he's stabbing them with his wood. Yep. He stabs him with wood, and then there's also like a nail there too. He has to actually wind up killing him. He winds up stabbing him with. He winds up basically stabbing him with uh, the wood in the neck, and then he like jabs up and punches upward with the nail part into his like. Lower palate. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all bad. Like it's just all bad. Everything looks like it hurts. Like Ito gets punched like five thousand times in that last scene. Um, it all looks painful. Ito does wind up getting the final blow. The thing where he jammed it in his mouth. Oh God. Yeah the uh the uh the box cutter. Yeah. Yeah, he like stabs with the box cutter. I thought it went in his eye for a second, and it swings back around, and it's like I hit the side of his cheek. And I'm just like, oh, god damn. <laughs> like, everything looked painful. I'm like, as soon as the adrenaline wears off, like, you're just going to be a ball of pain. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that happened. Ito does get the final strike overall, though. He's, like, basically at death's door at this point. Like, he, 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 he does, he has nothing left. Uh, the other guy, he won't, Ito won't kill him just because he's basically already dead. It's a slow death, but he's already dead. That's when that's when Ryan picks up a gun and tries to shoot Ito three times, but he, he misses every shot because he's dying. Um, and then that's when the boss comes in. After that, boss comes in and kind of they stand up. To, you know, uh, he kind of stands up to him, and then he gets switched cheese. And then yeah, and then that's when it cuts to Ito. He's on the he's on the docks. It, we have the operator. She drives up with Reina. And kind of drops him and just drops her off to Ito. Ito puts her on a ship, um, but he he doesn't get on himself because he kind of knows he's fucked, and uh, he's probably gonna die anyway from his wounds. Um, and then yeah, he kind of just gets in a car and opens fire on because um, by this point when he gets in the car, you have uh, Chin Wu, the the triad guy, the leader, and all the other triads. Um, are there with their guns and kind of the same thing that happened to uh, 
Fahi just, you know, he kind of drives towards them with his gun, with gun blazing, gunfire going off, and it kind of cuts right there to the end. But, uh, you know, it, he he dies. Like, let's not beat around the bush. He, that man dies. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty... It was pretty good. Uh, it actually is also a graphic novel. It was originally a screenplay, I believe. Mm. Yeah, it was originally conceived as a screenplay, then it was adapted into a graphic novel, and then became a film. So there's a graphic novel out there for it somewhere. Again, what caught me in this actually was was Eco, because like was uh was uh, Eco Wallace who was uh who played um. Who played Orion in the movie? Because uh, he is the. I guess I saw him in the raid. I saw him in the raid. I saw him in Man of Tai Chi. Uh, yeah, he was in the Force. Of, he was actually in the Force Awakens. He was uh, Razu in the Force Awakens. In the Force Awakens. And let's see who else was he at. He was in Headshot. He was in Mile 22. He was a uh, Lee Nord in Mile 22. He was in he was in Stuber, which is I mean that's not saying much. He is going to be in the new Stank Eyes. Um, he's playing Cardmaster in the new Stank Eyes. So I don't know if it's, which Hardmaster is going to be. It could be Storm Shadow. It could be not. It depends. But uh, yeah, he's playing Hardmaster in in the new Stank Eyes movie. Which is pretty cool. He also is in Woo Assassins, which Webby also recommended to me. He's also a producer. Uh, I'd already like watched Woo Assassins. Uh, it's all right. It's not great. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's all right. I got. Everyone was. I got to sit down and watch it again because I was first watching it. I wasn't fully paying attention to it. But yeah, I don't know. It's all right. I got to watch it again. But uh, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add, Rob, or you think that's good? Um, I think that's good. I I will say I normally don't like. Um, subtitle movies because I hate having to read and I feel like I miss stuff when I do. But for one that had to have subtitles, it wasn't bad. I didn't mind it that much. I mean, yeah, and I, I kind of mentioned that at the beginning of you guys. I was like, listen, this does have subtitles. I was like, but honestly, like, this plot, I'm not saying it's paper thin. It's just a plot that serves to get people, the people together and move the scenes from point A to point B. Like, you're really not... not action scenes. <laughs> yeah, you're really not missing a lot if the plot, if you don't, like, read every line of dialogue. You're not really missing a lot. You kind of can follow along. The only thing you need to know is they want to protect the girl. The triad want to kill the girl. That's kind of all you really need to know. <laughs> Everything else is kind of, like... Could just be considered like an Easter egg or like the cherry on top. That's kind of it. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I for one, I don't mind subtitle movies. Like, you know, I don't, you know, because I'm just so used to what like reading and watching stuff with subtitles. Like, it's just for me, it's just like second nature. I will say, like, I do have to be in the mood for something with subtitles, like an actual movie with subtitles. Like, I don't know why it is like for me, like, an anime is a little bit different because I guess it's like a smaller medium because it's like I can watch one anime in like 30 minutes or 25 minutes or whatever. So like 25 minutes of like reading subtitles, not that bad. But like if I had to sit down for like a two hour movie, like Parasite, for instance, and watch Parasite, even though that's an amazing movie. um, Yeah, you I had to be in the mood for that. Like I had to be able to like sit down and be like, OK, let's do this. Let's watch this movie. But I have no I have like. 
watching the subtitle or looking at a subtitle like Webby's mentioned before, like for him, that's points off a movie automatically. For me, it's not. For me, it's not at all. I mean, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, So as this is my official last recommendation you're getting, I do recommend this. You can catch it on Netflix. I I would give it, I would give it a, I'd give it like a seven, seven and a half. For like an overall package. For an action movie, I would say it's definitely up there. I think the fights are really good. I would give it like an eight, eight and a half for like an action, action movie. I still think the rate is better. But, uh, yeah, how about you, Rob? Um, I mean, I'd give it probably a 7. Just because the action uh, sequences are really cool. Again, the like you said, the plot kind of, eh, just there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a... I can't think of a movie of, of, like, a true action or, like, martial arts movie that had, like, a really good plot that was, like... Like, like, oh, the fights are amazing, but that plot, though. Yeah. Like, usually it's kind of like one place or the other. Like, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. Like, I can't really, I could be wrong, but, like, off the top of my head, I put off the top of my head, I cannot think of a, of a, like, true martial arts or action movie that is, like, designed to, like, do the, do the fights. But, see, that's a hard one for me, though, because, even though it is like a a stylized like oh what for the reference webby typed uh webby typed ip man it's a stylized like thing it is still kind of a biopic in a weird way so like it's kind of that that one's kind of weird like i i always feel weird including that because even though it is stylized and it's kind of played up you know what no actually i can't think of one off the top of my head it's kung fu hustle Kung Fu Hustle has a great plot, and also great plot, and it's a martial arts movie. Kung Fu Hustle, final answer. <laughs> Bat, and Rumble in the Bronx. Actually, a lot of Jackie Chan movies have pretty good plots, but I wouldn't really call them, like, deep martial arts movies. They're good, but I wouldn't call them, like, this level of, like, martial arts movie where you, like, you just see people beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. All right. So, we're back at it again with the white vans. All right. Uh, I think that's it. So, alrighty. We need some. We need we need some life advice with Devin. Uh, yep. Life advice with Devin is always be expecting a knife fight. Live live your life as live your life as a knife fight is all <laughs> as a knife fight is always around the next corner. <laughs> And the science corner with Rob. We need some oh, science, yes. Rob. Drop some knowledge on these peasants. Uh, so scientists were recently able to actually photograph extrasolar um, planets. They've always only been able to measure them by how they block out the light from the star, but recently they, with the powerful new telescopes, they're able to actually photograph two planets around a close star. Uh, 
Udo stole the planet in my heart. <laughs> I mean, technically, it still is. It's, um... Dwarf planet that classify it now? So I don't yeah, know Pluto why matters. matters. Dwarf planets matter, damn it. Besides, we have to still go with the My Very Educated, I'm going to just so mean nine pizzas. Okay? There's nine. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to stop at... What is that? We're going to stop at what? Uh... Uranus? No! <laughs> no. <clears throat> Nothing stops at Uranus. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Open fucking door. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Rob, where can the internet find you at, my guy? You can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X. And someday again on Twitch at twitch.tv Confessor X. And you can, if you want to listen, or well, listen, if you want to follow Matilda, she's um, on Twitter. She's Matilda underscore DMP. Those are the thing now. She's she's moving in. Look at yep. you hear that? She's all over it. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. Boom. You guys can find me on Twitter at DMP underscore Pookie and on Twitch at Pookie Kill Me. And as always, you can find me on eBay chasing down those dirty, dirty dub watchers who watch anime dubs. <laughs> Chase them down, boys. So, uh, sub master race. Let's do it. Boom. And you, you know what? Find- simping for subs. There we go. We're simping for subs, baby. Um. <laughs> anyway, so then. And as always, you guys can find Webby on Instagram at Patrick.Webster52 and at JaxForestWalker on Twitter. All one word. And, uh, yeah. Until then, until next time, boys. Uh, fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Booster Gold. So, yeah. Talking over the outro music. As is tradition. I think I overdosed on fun stone vitamins. Ah, uh, okay. I overdosed on peppers and blow. <laughs> <laughs>